Is an Antarctica expedition cruise adventure on your bucket list of things to do? Stay tuned. My special guest today is Colleen Atherton, owner of Eagle Wings Travels, located in Wichita, Kansas. Colleen is an experienced travel advisor and has been meeting the needs of her clients in and around Wichita, Kansas, and across the country since 2012. Hi, Colleen. Welcome back to RTE Travel Talk. Hi, Ken. Great to have you back with us, Colleen. So listen, I happen to know that one of your goals was to visit all seven continents. And I think you, if a little bird told me that you just recently completed that. I did. I did. Goal. We were off to Antarctica, right? I Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so why don't you tell our viewers and listeners all about it? Because there's a lot of people interested. It was quite an adventure. I uh, decided that I wanted to see a few things in Argentina and and Uruguay beforehand. So I flew down to Buenos Aires and... Uh, stayed there for a few days and went to Iguazu Falls and a trip over to Uruguay. And okay. and from there, we flew down to Ushuaia, which is where we embarked the ship. And, and what ship was it, Colleen? Who did you was, go with? It was uh, with Atlas and it was on the World Traveler. Okay. So tell us all about that. To begin with, you uh, have to traverse across uh, Drake passage which can be a very rough sea because that's where the pacific and the atlantic come together they weren't full into summer yet so it was a little bit rough and it snowed every day of the trip we encountered about 80 75 to 80 mile an hour hurricane force winds and it was a blizzard condition which made the seas very rough and uncomfortable for some people on the ship how so, many people were on board colleen there were right about a hundred. Okay. Which is a good number. If you're going to do an expedition, that's good because in Antarctica, they have limits to the number of people who can uh, disembark each day at your landings. Right. So if you have, if you're on a ship with more than a hundred people, then you may or may not get off that day. Right so on. it's good to be on a smaller ship. That's good to know. So if, one of the ships that show up with more people, they may not, they may not let you off the ship onto the, onto the continent. Right. Okay. Right. And each day we uh, had uh, information lectures by the different staff and specialists and experts for right. that are down there telling us about the, all the different animals and, and just the bio the biodiversity? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's pretty unique. It is the only place, really, that you see penguins. I had a lot of people when I got back, oh, did you see the polar bears? And I said, well, they don't have polar bears. I went down <laughs> south, not north. And and there that's one of the main differences. But you do see a lot of different kinds of penguins and many different kinds of uh albatross and petrels and right. that was very interesting and uh different whales and yeah. seals so at any point colleen did you ever feel unsafe no not really yeah i, I thought they took all, all the precautions that were necessary to get us there safely and right. even when we got there they were very cautious about getting people off the 
the ship and into the Zodiacs. And they had a lot of staff there to help people in and out. And they went, they took a team ahead to make sure that the landing spot was accessible and set up. Okay. So safety, safety is obviously their number one concern. Yes. Was there, like I know on some of these expedition type cruises, you know, on the way down and perhaps on the way back, there's a lot of lectures and that sort of thing that goes on. Is that that, the same as? Yes. Okay. So we, they were, we were given a lot of information about what we would see. And of course they are very particular about not bringing new seeds and, and germs and things onto Antarctica that are not normally there. So how did they deal with that? Yes. So they had everybody bring all their clothes they were going to wear on the excursions. And we had to vacuum them all up so there was nothing on them to that might get transferred to the land, which was a kind of a unique experience for me. I never vacuumed my clothes before. But that's how they did it. And when we got on and off the ship, they had a machine where you had to walk through and it would clean the boots. Okay. So obviously they really focus on keeping a pristine environment. Yeah. So where exactly in Antarctica did you go? Well, there's a peninsula that kind of sticks up north and that's where we made some of our landings, but we, I was on a sailing that actually went south of the Antarctic circle. All okay. of them don't, but ours did. And so we got to do a landing south of the Antarctic circle. So that made it kind of special. Okay. So most of the Antarctic, if I understand that correctly, most of the Antarctica uh, expeditions are, are north of the Antarctic circle. Yes. Most right. of them are. How many, how many landings in in total did you were you did you experience we did three landings but there were several times when we went out on zodiacs and they would take us around in between the icebergs and we got to get up close to the icebergs that are so beautiful they're just the most vivid blue you've ever seen they took us in one place and we were just all surrounded 360 degrees by these huge Mm -hmm. icebergs it was beautiful so when you got there how was the weather well it was cold Mm, obviously (laughs) yeah (laughs) now how 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 cold is cold well usually the high hovered right around uh 32 degrees so freezing okay that was the high usually each day. And then it would, it would go down from there, obviously. Right. Was there a particular time of day that they, they set aside for landings? Well, we usually did mornings because the seas weren't quite so rough then. Okay. That makes and sense. And that made it easier, the Zodiacs, to get yeah. across to the landing point. So when it comes to going on shore, that's always the way. It's you you would into a Zodiac and then into shore. Would that be? Is that right. Correct? Yes, it was quite a process to get ready to go. I personally had about five layers on. (laughs) And then you go down to the landing area where you, you put your boots on. The boots have to stay down there after they've been cleaned and disinfected. You put that, those on down there and they issue everyone a, a big heavy parka. And uh, you put that on, and so you go down. You go down to the staging area, then, 
Yes. And they would have parkas, their own onboard parkas and boots for you. Well, they issue you a parka that, that you get to take home, but what? the boots stay there. So you, you get to keep the parka? Yes. Well, that's quite that's quite yeah. a souvenir. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to ask the question about packing. What did you take? What do you what do you take for this type of a vo of a voyage? Well, I had two pair of wool long underwear okay. that I would put on both pairs. And then I had some fleece lined <laughs> pants that I put on over that. And then we had some waterproof Gore-Tex pants that we wore over those. Because when you're in the Zodiac, you will get wet. So okay. you had to have these Gore-Tex waterproof pants. And they tested everybody's pants ahead of time to make sure they were waterproof. That's something that you had to take with you? Yes. When you book something like this, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty specific need. Yes. Um, is that something that Atlas lets you know, okay, you know, if, if you're coming along with us on this expedition, is there a list of things that they send you? Yes. So, and, and I did a lot of my own research too, but right. they do give suggestions on what should you should bring. And let's talk about the ship a little bit. How was your accommodations? They were very nice. I right. was pleasantly surprised. Uh, uh, when you think of an expedition ship, sometimes you think it's maybe a little less than what you're used to on a normal cruise cruise ship, but this expedition. Uh, line is new right. and the ships were new the rooms were very well appointed and nice and the food was they had a good variety mm -hmm. and it was very good so if we were to compare this atlas expedition cruise would it compare to like a luxury small ship cruise line or i would say yes more more luxury as opposed to contemporary yes the service was just wonderful. In terms of entertainment, I'm I'm assuming on a hundred passenger ship, there's not Broadway shows or anything like that. Right. Uh, did they have any entertainment, or is it all all lectures and that sort of thing? No, they did in the evening. They had a man who played the piano, and okay. then there was an also a young lady who had a violin, and they would play music, and it was oh, nice. it was nice. Yeah. So Very really, it, really, then it does have the feel of a of, of a luxury line. Small, yes. Small ship luxury line. I thought Ooh. so. Let's circle back to the wildlife. You mentioned that you saw penguins and birds and sea lions and whales. The penguins, were they, a lot of people wonder, have, have asked the question, you know, how tame are they? Are they afraid of humans? Well, when we were on, made our landings, we they, they put stakes out along the, where the penguins are. And so they don't want you to get right next to them, but you can get very close. Right. And they didn't seem afraid at all. They had a real strict rule that if the only landing spot, like I said, it was still early in the season. So there was still a lot of snow and ice. If the only landing spot was the one the animals were using to get in and out of the water, then they wouldn't let us land if they couldn't find another place that the animals weren't using and they would, they would send out a team ahead and they would chop out snow and ice steps for us to climb up to get on top of the, the snow bank. Okay. Wow. So it was quite the ordeal to get 
on land. So basically, if I understood what you just told me, they pull the Zodiac up to the side of, the side of an ice floe or like you're, you're obviously going on shore, but it's, it's well covered in snow at that time of year and you have to make your well, way through snow? Yes. So where were they chopping? Where, where did they chop the step? Like I said, when you when you got to the land, yeah, uh, there's a there's a huge snowbank still. There was when we were there. Okay. And so they would chop ice steps, snow steps up the side of the bank, and then we would climb up the stairs to the top. So you're standing on top of the snowbank. Wow. And is that is that normal, or would that be particular to that time of year? Well, I think when it gets further into summer and more of the snow melts off, right. it's not quite as bad. Remind me when, when you were there again, it was November, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Down there, that's just towards the end of their winter? They called it spring. So basically early not... spring, early spring down there. Yes. So okay. it's not really summer until January or February. Colin, if you were thinking about this cruise for one of your clients... What time of year would you recommend for them? When would the beginning of the season be? And when would the end of the season be? It's a very short season. Okay. So when does it run from? Mid-November so, to would, early March. So mid-November, which would be their spring, spring down there, a couple months down the road, December, January, February, that's probably into the summer, their summer season when the cost will be higher because the weather's nicer. Right. Right. So what prompted you to want to take this cruise? Well, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to say that I had visited all seven continents. So now I can say that <laughs> I've actually put boots on the ground in all seven continents. Good for you. Good for you. I want to circle back to Atlas for just a minute. Was everything included in your flights and everything as part of as part of this or were the flights separate? The flights were included from Buenos Aires. So everyone had to get to Buenos Aires on their own. Okay. And then from there, they chartered a plane to take us all down to Ushuaia. So basically your vacation with Atlas begins in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Yeah. Yes. So if your clients come to you and are interested in this expedition cruise, who do, who would you recommend it for? Obviously more of the adventuresome type because it's not a leisure cruise ship. It's more for the active people, you know, that want to, to be active and not just sitting around on the deck. It's for people that want to explore. Right. And they right. did have a hot tub and a pool that they kept heated <laughs> um, I didn't use it. <laughs> Did anybody else? Yeah, there were actually people out there in the hot tub. Yep. <laughs> now, speaking of pools and things to do, in Canada here, we have every New Year's, we have what's known as the polar swim where these crazy people go and jump in, jump in the freezing cold water. Did they do that? They there? actually did that. They well, offered that as as an option, uh, optional activity, and yeah. they harnessed people to this rope, and uh, they got to jump in, but most of them quickly <laughs> got out. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but so that is a, that is a thing that you're able to do. Yep. <laughs> After signing probably six or seven different waivers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what did you enjoy most about this? adventure calling i don't know that there was just one thing the whole experience was so unique you know from the 
Drake Passage crossing to to the animals and the landings and and just getting they had a big ceremony when we crossed the Antarctic mm -hmm. Circle. That was fun. And what was the age range? Did you find? Oh, we had all ages. There was a teenage girl on there with her parents, all the way you know to the elderly. But everyone was in pretty good fit condition. I mean, it's not something that if you had a handicap or a mobility issue that you would be able to do. Right. So this this cruise is not something for people that have no any kind of mobility issue. Right. Basically, what you're saying is for this type of thing, know your limitations. Right. Somebody was to come to you and ask you about this cruise, you would probably you would you would quiz them on what they what they expect. I would I would ask them what their expectations are and you know, what their physical fitness state is. and So this is truly the adventure of a lifetime. But, you know, when I think about it, and, you know, perhaps we should talk about it a little bit, it's not without risk, right, Colleen? That's right. There are risks. And un we had an unfortunate experience right before we left the port. It was a different cruise line, but okay. it was the same expedition type ship with the same excursions and itinerary that we were going on. They had some people out on an excursion in a Zodiac and a wave came unexpectedly and capsized their Zodiac. Oh no. And two people actually died and two people were sent to the hospital in pretty dire conditions. The yeah. water there, as you can imagine, is just frigid. No. So you have a very short window of time that you can get out and yeah. survive. You get flip you get flipped out of a zodiac with all that gear on. That that's that's a really tough situation. It's an it's an immediate crisis. So people people need to think about that. Right. Yes, it's something to consider. It's something to consider. Now that that also applies to you know what can happen on board the ship on the way there and the way back. As an example, yes. a, a passenger lost her life when one of the ships get, got hit by a rogue wave. We were we happened to be in the Drake Passage at the same time that ship was. That's food for thought for folks. Yes, it you know, is. You, you obviously never know when you're going to get your ticket punt. You have but, to weigh the weigh yeah. the odds and weigh the. Yeah. You know, is it worth it? Is it worth the risk? To yeah. me, it was. Exactly. You know, you got wonderful memories as a result of it, but things can happen. Yes, that's right. Well, that's absolutely great information, Colleen. If folks wanted to get hold of you to possibly look at a Antarctic adventure or another vacation, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can email me at eaglewingstravel at gmail.com or they can give me a call at 316-214-5426. Perfect. Perfect. And visit you at eaglewingstravels.com. Yes. Sounds great. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up on this? Well, I think that if you have an adventurous spirit, that this just might be the trip for you. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. And I always like to ask, where are you off to next? I'm I know you got to be going somewhere. Yeah, I'm actually going to Georgia and Armenia with a group. Okay. It's uh, somewhere I haven't been. And now, then I'm hosting a Christmas Market River cruise in December. Uh, Georgia and Armenia. Is that is that like just a land tour? Yes. Well, don't know anything about Georgia and Armenia, so I'm going to have to have you back to uh, bring us up to speed. Okay. With that, I'm just going to 
wish you safe and happy travels on all your vacations and upcoming river cruises. May the wind always be at your back, and I hope to see you on a Lido deck real soon. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Colleen Atherton of Eagle Wings Travels. I will leave Colleen's contact information in the description if you'd like to reach out to her about an exciting Antarctica cruise vacation or another vacation. If you'd like to reach us, you can send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or simply leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this content, a like, subscribe, and ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.